I am excited this morning. Yes, I am excited. <laughs> uh, we, we, this morning, we are going to take a detour from the Gospel of Mark, if you will. We've been in the Gospel of Mark, and this morning, we're going to take a, a, a quick detour for today. Matthew. Matthew. Why are we in Mark? You guys shouldn't be in Mark. See, I, and I do that on purpose. <laughs> okay, if you don't know this about me, I have dyslexia, okay? And so when I see an M, you know, it, stuff comes to me, right? And so that's what happened today, okay? Second service probably won't happen. I, t- I try everything out on you guys first. And thank you for coming back because you guys are so patient. <laughs> But we are going to take a detour from Mark. We've never even been in Mark, right? But we're taking a detour from Matthew. And and you know what's funny? It's on my notes right here. It's on my notes. Matthew. But I saw it and I said Mark. Anyways, that goes five minutes. We will be in the Gospel of John, not James. Knock it off. We're taking a detour from Matthew and going over to the Gospel of John. And the reason for this detour is because I want to share with you what the Lord has been laying on my heart and our heart for the vision of 2017. But what, what I believe that the Lord has been laying on my heart for us this year is refresh, renew, revive. And we will be in our text this morning uh, for, in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. I have a lot of scripture for you today. So I hope you have your pencil and paper or pen and paper ready um, because there's just going to be so much. I I have it on my notes. I'm not going to be turning a lot to other places. So I just want to warn you right now, um, just uh, all all the stuff that's just like stirring in my heart, try to write it down so I have some cohesiveness for you to share what I believe that the Lord is truly doing uh, here in our lives. Now, I'm not going to go into the history of our church as I have the last few times that I've shared the vision with you in the beginning of the year. I usually go back in history a little bit, but I do want to say that the Lord has been faithful. He has been so faithful in sharing vision with us. Um, I I, I love the fact that, that people ask me at the beginning of the year, at the end of the year, at the beginning of the year, hey, what's the Lord showing us this year? What's the Lord going to do, you know? And, and I just love that, you know, because I, I, I believe that the Lord wants us to have vision all the time. As individuals, you should be praying for vision, that, the God, that God would show you which direction to take you that year or, or that month or whatever the case may be. But as a church, we want to have vision. I, I, I truly believe that, that, again, without a vision, people perish. They have no direction. And so we pray for vision. And throughout the years, God has been faithful. Now, the overall vision of our church 
has been, and will continue to be upreach, inreach, outreach. And that, that, that will not change or has not changed, and it won't change unless the Lord says otherwise for a different direction. But again, it's on your bulletin. It's going to be there for as long as the Lord wants us to be there. But year after year, I have prayed, we have prayed for vision, for direction. For each year, specifically, Lord, what do you want for us this year? Now, what, what, what I, I have seen is that God has just kind of, he's just kind of been building upon each year that, that I've been sharing with you. He has been faithful in, in sharing and showing us vision and direction. And, and, and maybe we, we want to turn that a little bit, not, not because he has been building on it, but I truly believe that he's also been taking us deeper Either way is, is great, whether he's building us up or taking us deeper. In, in the Lord, that's good. That's good that, that he takes us deeper year after year. Now, I do want to go back just to, to last year's vision, 2016. And, and again, you've seen it up on the, on, the, on the screen. It says, go therefore. Go therefore. That, that, that is what the Lord had laid on our heart for this past year. And it's taken from Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, where it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. The underlining theme of this last year's vision to go therefore was to take ground for the kingdom. To take ground for the kingdom. It, it, it wasn't to go make disciples to fill up Calvary Chapel feeling. That wasn't never the, the, the intention. It was go and take ground for the kingdom. Whether people ever step foot in this church or, or not. I, my heart, our heart, was to go out into our families, into our community, into wherever God led us on our jobs and just take ground for the kingdom. And if that meant to stand for righteousness, then you stood for righteousness. If, that's, if that meant to share the gospel with somebody, then you shared the gospel. Whether they got saved or not, that, that, that you were being out there proclaiming the word of the Lord, living the life that God has called us to live, to take ground for the kingdom. And so that, that was on my heart, on our heart. Now, as we went through last year with that vision and with that underlining theme, five to six months into it, the Lord was showing me that that vision that I had shared with you was bigger than what I, I even imagined because of what happened throughout the year and what was building and what, what we were seeing, not just in my own life personally, but, but, but in the life of, 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 of the staff and the leaders and, and, and even within the church, but reaching out to our community. It was bigger, and the Lord was showing me that, that it was bigger. And by the time October rolled around, I shared with you an update to that vision, if you remember. And the text from that update was from John chapter 20, verse 21, where it says, So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. 
As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Very similar to go therefore. But this is a different time that, that now Jesus is resurrected from the dead. And he, he's sharing this with his disciples as he is about to ascend unto, up to heaven in a few days. And Jesus was, because Jesus was sent by the Father to fulfill a mission. And that was to come and die for the sin of the world. And to bring man back into a right relationship with God. And so Jesus came and he fulfilled that mission. Now we know what came with Jesus from heaven to earth. And that was the authority of the Father. When he he started the ministry, or when he came from heaven to earth, he had this authority with him that was given to him from the Father. And so in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18... Right before that great commission that I just shared with you, right before that, Jesus says, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And throughout the gospels, the four gospels that we have, we see that Jesus had the authority to teach. He had the authority to to heal. He had the authority to forgive sin. But he also had the authority to give that authority to others. And he gave it to those who were following him. Several times throughout the the Gospels, we see that Jesus sent out his disciples in different directions. And he gave them authority. He gave them commission. He gave them the authority to preach. He gave them the authority to heal the sick. He gave them the authority to cast out demons. Yes, and even raise the dead. He gave them that authority. So what I just read to you in Matthew 28, 18, Jesus says to the 11, all authority has been given to me in heaven on earth. And he says that right before he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. <clears throat> he gave them a commission It's called the Great Commission. He gave them an order. He gave them a charge, if you will, to go. He had that authority. And he gave it. So in that update, I encouraged you back in October. I encouraged you, the church, with what Jesus told his disciples right after his resurrection knowing that his mission was fulfilled, and he said, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. It was at that time in October that we had a week of prayer and fasting for the vision of 2017. If you're here with us at that time, we, we, we just kind of <clears throat> set aside that week One of those weeks in October, I think it was second week in October, for prayer and fasting. And it was in that week, at one of the prayer meetings in the evening, that refresh, renew, and revive was prayed. 
Now, I, I don't think, as I talked to the, to the, to the brother who, who shared that, it, it wasn't something that, that, that had been shared with him in the past. It was that moment that he just felt, I need to pray this. And so me, I know we should have our eyes closed at prayer meetings, but I have my notepad. <laughs> and I wrote those words down. I said, okay, Lord. But I was writing other stuff down. Don't get me wrong. And it seemed that throughout that time in prayer, whether it was in the morning prayers that we were having or in the evening prayers or, or throughout the day, those words kept on coming, coming up throughout prayer. Not together so much like that. But those words kept on being prayed. For, for individuals, that, that God would refresh them or renew them or revive them or, or as a church. They were being prayed. Now, I will say that God truly used us as a church this past year to fulfill the vision of 2016. Again, just hearing all the stories and just knowing what God did in my life and in our pastors' lives and in our leaders' lives. It was above and beyond what we could have ever imagined. God, God was able to use us in mighty, mighty ways here as a church. And not just the staff, but all of you. Where God had put you and kind of stretched you a little bit in your life to put you in situations that you never thought you would be used in or however the case was. But God was, was encouraging you because you grabbed onto the vision to go Therefore, and it's interesting because throughout the, the gospel of Matthew, we see that Jesus had compassion on the multitude. And although Jesus did the work that, that needed to be done, he often told his disciples, go, take care of the people. Go, take care of the things that need to get done. Several times in the gospel of Matthew, we see that word go telling his disciples. So as I started to pray this through <laughs> from October to see if that's what the Lord wanted for us, and as we were closing off the year, again, those words could not get out of my mind. And seeing all the work that the Lord had allowed us to do, it, it dawned on me when, one day towards the end, at the, at the end of the year, right at the beginning of the year, is one of those moments that all of a sudden the Lord just kind of revealed to me with all the work that's still yet to be done, the words refresh, revive, or renew and revive. Those things kept on ringing in my heart and in my ears. And as I always do, <laughs> I'm just praying and praying and going, Lord, is this the vision for 2017? And if it is, Lord, how are you going to embed that in my heart so that I could truly share it with my peeps, man? <laughs> so I could share it with the church. <laughs> so it was, that was right at the end of the year, in the beginning of the year. And the Lord reminded me of something. 
that was huge in my life. And what he had done in me the week before the week of prayer and fasting. Now, I'm not going to go into all the details that happened the week before the week of prayer and fasting, but it was a very, very hard time for me. And just, and, and everything from, from my personal life to, to, to marriage, to, to ministry, to all of those things in my life. It was just a, a heavy time. A lot of stuff had gone on. And in that time, when I got away with the Lord, because the Lord allowed me to get away for prayer and fasting the week before the week of prayer and fasting. And he just reminded me how much he loved me. He reminded me that I was his son. I didn't go as a husband. I didn't go as a pastor. I didn't, I didn't go as anything but one of God's kids. And he just, he just did something in my heart that day. In those few days that I got away. And he, re, he, and he refreshed me. He renewed me and he revived me. And so as, as the year is closing, I'm going, Lord, okay, how is that going to be in my life personally? And he reminded me, here's what I did with you in the first week of October. And I just like, whoa. It blew my mind. Because he had been doing that already. And then when it was prayed the following week, and then it just... Again, it was just mind-blowing. So again, man, I, I say these things to you because I believe that the Lord had been confirming and confirming and confirming that this is what he had for us. And so the text this morning, <laughs> finally getting to it, John, John 15, the first eight verses. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in, in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch, and it withers. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burnt. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Again, it, it was just kind of interesting how this verse came up, because it had been in my heart for several weeks. And, and that same gentleman <laughs> that had prayed at the prayer meeting... <laughs> refresh, revive, and renew. As I was kind of throwing it out to them, he mentioned this, and I looked at him, I said, that's funny you say that, because that's what the Lord... And it was almost like I was waiting for a confirmation that, that this is the portion that he wanted me to share with you this morning. So again, it's just mind-blowing, all of this. Now, as I share this story with you, I, I got to share this. 
I, I come from a family of migrant workers. And every year, for several decades, my relatives would migrate from South Texas to Central California for the harvest. So I've had this picture in my mind as I've been thinking about this and praying over this, thinking of my family migrating back and forth for, for decades. And, and this picture that, that's been floating in my mind of people going out to work all day, harvesting the harvest, coming home tired, and then getting refreshed, renewed, and revived that afternoon, that evening, to go out and do it again the next day, and then the next day, and then the next day, until the harvest was over. And then my relatives, and a lot more, they would migrate back to South Texas, where they lived. And then they do it again the following year. But some people stayed and some people lived in the Central Valley up here in California. And they stayed and they worked the land. They continued to work the land and they cultivated the land so that they would get things ready for the next year's harvest. And then all these people would migrate again, my relatives, from South Texas back up to Central California. Throughout the last several years here at our church, there has been a lot of cultivating going on. I truly believe that in the first several years after I took over, a lot, a lot of things were moving and changing, and, 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 and I just believe that in the last couple of years there's been a lot of harvest happening. Oh, we're not busting at the seams by any means. But I know that you're going out there and you're ministering to people that will never, ever step foot in this door because you're cultivating as well. A lot of cultivating has been going on in your hearts and your lives. And guys, I'm not about filling up this, this, this church. If it does, it, ha it happens. But my heart is that we reach out and go out into where we are, in our homes, in our community, in our workplaces, wherever the Lord takes you to take ground for the kingdom of heaven. So there's been a lot of harvesting going on in that sense. There is no off-season <laughs> as Christians. There is no off-season. There's a constant cultivating and, and, and people's hearts being broken up and, and, and being you know, prepared for one of you, one of us, to go out and touch their hearts and lives. And all of a sudden, God's doing a work. I believe that the work will continue. I believe that what the Lord is telling Calvary Chapel of Phelan is that we need to be refreshed, renewed, and revived daily because the work is not going to slow down. I, I can't tell you how grateful we are as a staff that you allow us the privilege to be here you take care of us so that we're able to do the things that we get to do. Not just in this church, but also in this community because the Lord has taken us out time and time again. We've been able to do amazing things. And I, I, and I can guarantee you this, we as a staff will not take it for granted 
because I know how hard you guys work for that. And we really do appreciate it. <clears throat> but I'm also grateful for you, for all of you. <clears throat> you're out there doing the work. You're, you're reaching people that I can never reach, that Pastor Gary or Pastor Daniel or Pastor Jacob can never reach. You are out there being a light. You are, you are out there being salt. And you're continuing to do the work. And all we get to do when we come together here is, is equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That's what we get to do. But, 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 but God takes us out of these walls as well, man. And I'm so grateful for all, all the pastors here and all the, the people, that all my leaders that, that God uses in so many different areas. Because you're the one that's going out and doing the work, taking ground for the kingdom. Because you have answered the call to go therefore and make disciples of all nations. My encouragement to us as a church is to stay close to the source. This is where we find refreshment, renewal, and revival. We are told in our text this morning that Jesus is the true vine, which literally means, and he was saying, I am the vine, the true one. And it was in stark contrast to what was happening with the nation of Israel. And so when he said that, he was, he was making an indictment, not just a statement, but an indictment on the children of Israel, on the nation of Israel, because it tells us in, in, in uh, Isaiah that, that they were the, the vineyard and they kept on producing sour grapes. <laughs> and he says, I am the vine, the true one. I will be obedient and produce what the vine dresser wants. Again, as opposed to what Israel was doing. The father is the vine dresser. And the vine dresser is the one that oversees and he cultivates the, the, the vineyard. And he does everything possible to produce fruit. And this is where the source is at. As we read this portion of Scripture... If you're in a place where you need to be refreshed or renewed or revived, you're going to find it in this portion where he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. <laughs> this is where we get refreshed. This is where we get renewed and revived continually. He says in verse 2 and 3, he says, every branch in me, you should circle right there where it says in me, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. It is very important that we understand in me Jesus, as Jesus says, it speaks of that source, of staying close to the source. You see, in the previous chapter, in chapter 14, Jesus talked about this new relationship. You and me and I and you. Jesus also had talked about him and the Father making their home in us. 
And we see the word abide in, in these eight verses at least seven times, about seven times in these eight verses. Abide. So being in or abiding in is very important. Because we see in verse 6 what happens to those who, who are not abiding in Christ. It says that they are cast out and burnt. In, in, in understanding verses 2 and 3, we see that if we are in Christ and we are not bearing fruit, then the Father, who is the vine dresser, will do whatever it takes so that we can have fruit. Then more fruit. And then much fruit. Every branch in me, it says in verse 2, that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every translation that I've looked at in that phrase, takes away, says cuts off or cuts away. But when you look at that word in the Greek, those, those two Greek words, it's made up of one word, aerial, which means to lift up, to take up or away, to raise, to bear up. So, so with that, knowing that this takes away is to lift up as it says in, in my little margin over here, to lift, he lifts up. Picture with me a vineyard, and we've all seen vineyards. Again, I grew up going and picking grapes, but grapes for raisins, a different vineyard than what is spoken of here. When you see the, 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 the vineyards that are for, for raisins, the grapes that are raisins, it just hangs down all the way down. You have to climb in there and, and get, get the... Uh, there's a little picture of me of, I'm not kidding you, five years old, getting ready for work. I should have put it up there. Anyway. It's a different vineyard. The vineyard that is being talked about here, you see them as you're going up in, into the northern part of, of California or the coast where, where the trellis, there's a trellis. They don't hang down per se. They kind of stay up on top. And, the, and, and the, the, the grapes, the clusters hang down. It's a different type of vineyard. Those for wine and those for raisins and even table grapes. But you can see the vine dresser walking through the vineyard and seeing a branch that has gotten detached from the trellis and it just kind of hangs down. And it's headed towards the ground or it's already in the dirt. And you could see the vine dresser coming by and picking it up out of the dirt or picking it up, shaking it off, and putting it back on the trellis. And that's what he's being spoken about here. That every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes away, he lifts back up, and he puts it back on the trellis. Away from the dirt. Now, many who are in the work of the Lord can become like that one branch that has not been refreshed, renewed, or revived because it has not been close to the source anymore. 
and you end up being ineffective and fruitless. I truly believe that the Lord was revealing to me that many of us in our body here have detached one way or another and gotten away from the source because of trials, because of things that have happened in our lives. We're just tired, and we just want to droop and hang. <laughs> and we need, we need something, Lord. Do something in me, Lord. I'm tired. I've been doing and doing, and then things are bombarding and hurting and stuff, and it's, it just seems like, like we're just hanging and getting close to the world, getting dirty, if anything. You see, the further away we get from the source, the more likely we're, we, we can become the opposite of, of refresh, renew, and revive. We become the opposite of that, which is stale, old, and dead spiritually speaking. The vine dresser expects fruit. He does everything possible so that his vineyard produces fruit. He wants his branches to produce fruit. And with all the care that he puts into them, there's no reason why there shouldn't be any fruit, more fruit and much fruit. He says, for without me you can do nothing. It is so easy to become weary in doing well. We get tired, all of us. I don't care who you are. You get tired. You can get burnt out. You, you, can, you can become so even cynical <laughs> and all of a sudden you're just drooping in your walk with the Lord. Again, I'm talking spiritually speaking. Getting tired in, in, in the work of the Lord, becoming complacent, getting overwhelmed. And we end up off the trellis, hanging down, getting further and further from the source and closer and closer to the world. But the Father, He wants to refresh you. He wants to renew you. He wants to revive you so that you can once again bear fruit, more fruit, and then much fruit. And when I think of fruit, <laughs> I think of the fruit of Galatians. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I think oftentimes, when we're just hanging, <laughs> that love, that joy, that peace, the long-suffering, the goodness, the, the gentleness, faithfulness, it just seems so far-fetched right now. I ain't got time for that. I don't have patience, Lord. I don't, and, and it's almost like we've gotten tired. This is the fruit that the Lord wants to refresh, renew, and revive in our hearts and in our lives each and every day. He wants to do that to those who follow him. 
Because it is then and only then that we will continue to, to do the work to go therefore and make disciples of all nations. That's when we will continue to go and take more ground for the kingdom when we're refreshed, when we're renewed, and when we're, we are revived. Because in verse 3 he says, You are already clean. Because of the word which I have spoken to you, abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide with me. You see, the opposite of refresh is stale. But the Lord wants you to bear fruit. The opposite of renew is old. But the Lord wants you to bear more fruit. And the opposite of revive is dead. But the Lord wants you to bear much fruit. The harvest is far from over. Far from over. There's still so much that the Lord wants to do with Calvary Chapel feeling as a whole, but as individuals as well. To take you out. To take you out into places where God needs you to be. But we are to upreach first and foremost. And then we need to inreach by strengthening one another so that we can be ready for outreach all the time. The Lord, or we need to let the Lord refresh our hearts daily to renew our strength abundantly and to revive our souls continually. 2016 was an amazing year and what the Lord did in our lives and in a, as a church. But it was also a very, very hard year for a lot of us, for many. It was an overwhelming year. I saw a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of grieving. But it was also an overwhelming year in that we saw people get saved, people come back to the Lord. People grow in their faith, man. We, we, we got to see it all. <laughs> I got to see a lot of it. But here we are today with a vision to move forward, to continue to take ground for the kingdom, to not be moved and to not look back. I believe the Lord wants to refresh, renew, and revive us as individuals. And again, man, pray. Pray for this vision. And, and maybe the Lord's showing you something different, but similar. We need to be refreshed, renewed, and revived as a church so that we can bear fruit, more fruit, and much fruit as we abide in Him and He in us. And it says in verse 8, By this my Father is glorified that you may bear much fruit so that you will be so you will be my disciples now i don't think that it is a coincidence that we as a church are in the sermon on the mount on sunday morning 
Again, I'm just kind of getting blown away throughout this time as the Lord is leading us in the Gospel of Matthew and into the Sermon on the Mount. Because when we get the essence, the crux, the nitty-gritty of the Sermon on the Mount, I could guarantee you we will be refreshed, renewed, and revived so that we can bear fruit, more fruit, and much fruit in what He does in us personally and as a body of believers. Which will give us the desire, the heart, the drive, the wherewithal to continue to go therefore and make disciples. To take more ground for the kingdom of heaven. You see, I am so excited, guys, for what God has been showing me and ministering to me about. As I share this with my with my board, as I share this with my, with my leaders, with our staff, and now with you. I'm so excited to see what the Lord is going to do. As we are refreshed in Him, as we are renewed in Him, and as we are revived in Him and through Him. Stay close to the vine, my friends. And let, let Him prune you. Let him prune you so that you can bear fruit. More fruit and much fruit to the glory of the Father. There's nothing wrong with pruning. Well, I'm sure if I was a tree, I wouldn't want to get pruned. It hurts. But there's a purpose behind that. So that you can grow. And all the stale can go away. I want to leave you with some scriptures that go along with refresh, renew, and revive. That the Lord laid on my heart. And they were truly for me first, but I want to share them with you. Again, this is where a lot of the writing comes in, so you can look them up later. Refresh. Refreshing our heart. Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly of heart, and lowly at heart, in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Acts three nineteen. Repent therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out so that the time of refreshing may come from the, from the presence of the Lord. Philemon 20, Paul speaking, Yes, brother, let me have joy from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in the Lord. And so for, for refresh, it was Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30. Acts 3.19 and Philemon 20. Renew. Renewing our strength. Psalms 51.10 Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Isaiah 40.31 But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. 
They shall mount up as with wings of the, like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Second Corinthians 4.16 Therefore, let us not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So for renew, Psalm 51.10, Isaiah 40.31, and 2 Corinthians 4.16. Revive. Reviving our soul. All of these are from Psalm. Psalms 80, verse 18. Then we will not turn back then we will not turn back from you revive us and we will call upon your name psalm 85 6 will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you psalm 119 37 turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. That was Psalm 80, verse 18, 85, 6, and 119, 37. I would encourage you to read all of 119 and circle every time you see the word revive, tons of times. But I want to share with you another psalm in this, and this one's Psalm 134, or 146. 43. Yeah, you turn that 34 and 43. Psalm 143, verses 8 to 12, says this. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. In you I take shelter. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Revive me, O Lord, for your namesake, for your righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. In your mercy, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul, for I am your servant. Now, if you will, I want you to turn to Psalm 119, or just write it down. Psalm 119, verses 40 to, no, verses 41 to 48. It was a psalm that I read the other day as I was reading through my daily reading, and it just encouraged my soul, my heart. It says in verse 41 of Psalm 119, Let your mercy come also to me, O Lord. Your salvation according to your word. So shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me. For I trust in your word. And take not your word of truth utterly out of my mouth. For I hope, I have hoped in your ordinances. So shall I keep your law continually forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek your precepts. I will speak of your testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. 
and I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hands also I will lift up to your, command, to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. As we head into this new year with the vision of refresh, renew, and revive, I want to encourage you in that portion of 119, 41 to 48, and the times that it says, I will or I trust. Every time where it says I, circle and see what it says. Our families, our friends, our workplace, our community is ready for harvest. And the work continues. Let us be refreshed, renewed, and revived so that we can bear fruit, more fruit, and much fruit to the glory of God and for his kingdom. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, blessed be your name. As we come before you, O God, we thank you. We thank you that you speak, Lord. If we cry out to you, if we seek your face, Lord, you are faithful to hear us and to hear our prayer. I thank you, Lord God, for the times that we have been able to go through hard times so that we can cry out to you, so that we could see that you answer. God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. Lord, I know many that are sitting in this room right now, Lord God, have been hurting so bad <laughs> with so much that happened this past year. And yet here they are today, Lord. You have strengthened them. And I pray that, God, you would refresh them right now, Lord, that you would renew them and that you would revive them anew so that, Lord God, they could continue the work that you have called them to. God, I don't know which direction you're going to move each and every one of these people in, but I pray that, God, as they seek your face, as they cry out to you, as they even pray for vision, and if they jump on board with this vision, Lord God, that they would see you do mighty works in them and through them. Lord, fill them to overflowing, Lord. Continue to strengthen them, Lord God. I don't know what this this year holds for us, but I do know that you hold this year before you already. And so we trust. You are our salvation, Lord. And we look to you, Father. Go with us now, we pray, God. We thank you so much for giving us vision. In Jesus' name, amen.